I think better wearing lipstick. You're welcome. What was that? You're welcome. With Hillary Rushford. Say it again. You're welcome. In advance. Hey, lovely. As I was looking at the calendar just before I started recording, I realized that something I didn't mention on last week's podcast, which perhaps should have been my PS something I'm lovely lately, is that Jeremy and I just celebrated our one-year wedding anniversary of our family wedding. If you weren't here during my elopement season, you can go read all about it at hillaryrushford.com slash wedding. I will put that link below. But we um, we technically had three weddings. We went to the courthouse to get legally married because then we were getting married abroad. And to initially get married abroad, we kidnapped six friends and uh, surprised them with the fact that we were eloping to the south of France for a long weekend. And then six months after, we had our family wedding down in Cartagena, Colombia. So technically, we got married on the 10th of each month, August 10, September 10, February 10. And a lot of people ask which one is going to be our anniversary. It's for sure not the courthouse. Like we did not feel married after the courthouse. That was really just a technicality. Plenty of people just walk in there in a pair of jeans and legally do that. We simply decided, you know what? Nobody knows we're getting married in a month. Let's make a fun date night out of it. And um, obviously any time that you know, we have an excuse to get dressed up. We're going to take that. So um, we got, wore cute outfits, had a photographer meet us, had told my one friend who made a little bouquet. And um, that was just kind of something special for us to have just for that month before we told anyone that we were eloping. So it took me almost a year to get around to sharing photos of that family wedding, um, in part because Brides Magazine wanted to feature it, which I did not know takes months. Like It took so long. And it, first of all, we shot our wedding on film, which that means if it's not digital, you don't get it back right away. So it took a couple months to get the photos. Then there was a couple photos that got missed that were like elements I really cared about, or maybe there was something that I'd collaborated with an artist on and I really wanted to feature, or I really wanted to inspire other brides with like how amazing our wedding booklets were that we made and how helpful they were for everyone. So then I did a reshoot of some of those details with another photographer, got it all into brides. And then they were like, great, this will go live in like, you know, six months or something. And then the girl who was supposed to write the article got the flu. So she didn't go live with it. We were like, what's happening? So anyways, it took a long time to get it out. So it feels like in some ways we just published it. And yet actually it was a year ago that we got married and Brides did just publish it, um, which was lovely and fun to see. Our elopement was featured in Martha Stewart Weddings. So it was really fun to see our family wedding in Brides. So I shared, if you are looking for some delightful, fun, feminine, tropical tuxedos inspiration, um, and you love that kind of content. I know personally I do. I always stop everything I'm doing when I see that someone that I follow on Instagram and love has um, a home tour or a wedding or a birth story. And so if you would like to see that, not only can you read the articles at that link I mentioned, but I shared a bunch of extra fun behind the scenes stuff on stories around our anniversary. So I've got those pinned right now on my Instagram profile. You can go check that out. And if you scroll back in my Instagram feed, a few posts, you will see some fun stories and details and other behind the scenes there. So it is really special to be able to share something so special and personal uh, to us with you. And I'm just really touched by all of the sweet messages and. Um, 
you know, we have a year of marriage under our belt. We are not experts. Um, and I'm sure we'll have more to share on that um, in the future. But we are the, the main thing we can report, guys, is being married is so much better than wedding planning. That's really our main takeaway. <laughs> I was actually on the phone with um, life insurance. They like called to ask you all these health questions. And they were like, oh, have you gone to a psychiatrist? I was like, I have. They're like, have you been on medic medication? I have. For what? For anxiety. Oh, okay. When when was that? And when did you stop taking that? And I was like, um, after we got married, I was like, really, once wedding planning was done, th things were just fine. <laughs> and the woman was like, I totally get that. My daughter went through wedding planning. So we kind of bonded over that. But I was like, oh, yeah, being married is way better than wedding planning, in my personal opinion. So anyways, speaking of Instagram and beauty and joy over on Instagram, it inspires today's topic that last month, two of my friends went off Instagram for the month of January. One was just fasting social media and the other was doing no fun January. So she was like doing no sugar, no alcohol, no Instagram. And both of them said, oh my gosh, I am so much happier when I'm not on Instagram. If I could just never be on Instagram, I would, but they, they kind of can't fully commit to that. It's like they do actually want to be on there but they sort of are also happier when they're not. And I thought, you know, I love Instagram. Yes, it is for my work. And one of my most popular courses is my Instagram with intention course. I teach fellow entrepreneurs how to grow your Instagram following for business. But today I'm talking about Instagram just as a human girl, as a non-entrepreneur person. For myself, even if I had a completely different career, I love Instagram. It gives me joy and connection, inspiration, education, information. I take in things that are beautiful. I've met dear friends. I mean, such, such, such dear friends, truly just off of Instagram, people that I text with, people that I speak with separately, people that I have deeper conversations because maybe I did meet them in person, but then because we can connect in this way, whether we don't live near each other or we just don't see each other that often, I have found places to travel. I have added places to my list. I have seen more of the world, even if I haven't yet gone to those places. Some of them I have gone to because I found them on Instagram. It's expanded my connection to the world. I found inspiration for my new home or decorating my office or uh, my my clothing, like the the beauty and the aesthetic things in my life. I have learned so much. Um, I... Even just people, you know, I follow people sometimes that have walked through hard things in life and that I, they're not necessarily people that would write a book or, but they're sharing the the behind the scenes of what they're going through. I've learned more just about um, miscarriage or death or just, just human things that uh, I've been able to hear from other people. I'm savvier about the world, accounts that I follow where I get news and you know, Jeremy and I will say to each other, oh, did you see this? Did you hear this? And we're getting that from Instagram. I consume more from great thought leaders than if I only had you know, a small window each night when I'm technically sitting down and reading a book. But I'm hearing from these people all throughout the day on anxiety and mental health and relationships and self-care and spirituality and faith. And so I started to think with these friends saying they were so much happier without it. And yet I also thought, okay, but they also want to come back on it. And I love it. But I also definitely note anything that people say, this made me mentally happier. And I started to reflect on uh, something that I've noticed, but sometimes you just don't have a thought that's right at the front of your head. It's kind of a little bit subconscious. And I thought, I've 
had this subconscious thought over time about how often I hear the messages about how Instagram makes us feel badly about ourselves and how Instagram doesn't make us happy, yet we all, we love it. We are obsessed with it. We are addicted to it. It is such a prevalent part of culture. I mean, as a Instagram teacher, it is very much on my radar how much I hear people talk about Instagram, how much I hear it in articles, how much it comes up in sermon illustrations about the time that we will spend on Instagram or our behaviors on Instagram. And I thought, why why do we have these competing feelings and what can we do about it? Because it actually seems like quite a prevalent thing that we all have a love-hate relationship with this. It is very prevalent in society. I have, I mean, Jeremy and I, for example, we're, we're not really on Facebook, but I can literally think of one person that comes to mind in my life who is not on Instagram, who's just not on social media. And I'll be totally honest, she wants to start a business and I have a feeling if she does, that will change because she will realize that is that is the number one place that people are over and they are having connections. And I see from my friends when they went off it during that time, they would say, oh, I'm off Instagram, so I haven't, I haven't seen that. I didn't know that. I missed that. Like we see what the benefits are and yet- Why do we talk so much about how it actually is making us unhappy? And so I thought people talk about going on a, you know, social media free weekends or social media detox or I'm fasting from this. And I thought, what is, what's not a full detox, a full purge? What's just a, a slimming, like skinny Instagram? (laughs) I even like tried to Google uh, what are synonyms for skinny or slim? Is there some other word for, I just want a lighter version of this in my life. I want a cleaner version of this. I don't want it. I'm not saying all or nothing that I have to completely cut it out or I simply have to accept that this is the the way that it is. So we talked last week about mindfulness and self-awareness and how I have, through being aware of my schedule, And my time, I am more aware of how I'm spending my time. And at the same time, as these friends were talking about Instagram, I couldn't help but notice how often I open the app and I'm just scrolling. I'm I'm, I'm physically scrolling quite quickly and I'm not really consuming anything. I'm actually not getting anything out of this. Any more than if you're just mindfully eating and you're not hungry, but you also aren't even paying attention to the food. You're just popping this bland, you know, diet popcorn into your mouth and you're like, I'm not, wait, time out. What am I really getting from this? What is this really accomplishing? So I challenged myself to limit the number of accounts that I was following and slow my roll, literally, (laughs) as in slow down the the amount that I am, the speed at which I am scrolling. And I really asked myself, what am I getting from this person that I'm following? What am I gaining from this content that I'm consuming? And I went through every person that I was following. It took me a little while. I was following about 300 or so people. And note that these people that I was unfollowing, it's not because the accounts were bad I was feeling jealous. I They were making me feel negative or they were being negative. Normally when we use the word unfollow, it it has a negative connotation. Ugh, I, couldn't st- I just couldn't stand her anymore, so I unfollowed. 
I don't know. It was getting kind of weird. I unfollowed. She said this thing and I decided to unfollow. It's this, there was a negative thing that happened. And I thought, okay, we're always thinking about it from that place of if it's negative, then I will take it out. And I thought, what if instead I just look at each one of these as if I had a blank slate today, if I had had zero people that I was following, who would I choose to add in really intentionally for this season of my life, for my current relationship with them, and also for their current content? Because I realized there was a lot of people I was following that were colleagues back in the day. I've been running my business for nine years, and now they're not really doing the same thing, or they're not really blogging anymore, or now they've had a, a, a kid. And it's just, it's different content than it originally was, and we were colleagues and friends. But now I realize, well, I'm just kind of seeing photos of her kid every day. And I mean, I haven't talked to her in years. We only met in person once. I probably wouldn't actively go and follow her today, but there's nothing wrong with what she's doing. I noticed things like, does this friend really never post? Now, that might be that you're not unfollowing because you're like, whatever, I'm not seeing them in my feed. I think for me, it was just a visual. I wanted to go to my profile and see that I was following less people. And I realized this friend posts twice a year and we are friends in real life. So I don't need to be here seeing those two posts a year in order to engage. I'm just going to go ahead and unfollow. They're just not really on this platform. And one day if they're over and they're talking about their Instagram and how they've gotten back into it, great. I can always go refollow. Does this per friend post four times a day? So I feel closer to them than I really am. It feels like we have more of a relationship or I'm even reaching out more and I'm more engaged in their life. And it might not be a bad thing, but it's simply, do I need to see what that friend is up to three times a day? If I said, here's the 10 friends that I really want to know what's going on in their life, would they be on the top of the list? Or, or are they there just because of the circumstance of how they use this app? And again, doesn't mean that I don't like them, doesn't mean that I don't love them, but if I want to catch up on their life and I think of them, I can go over to their profile and check it out. Um, as I said, is this a sweet blogger colleague, but seeing her kids all day just doesn't really make my life any better. Again, it doesn't make it worse. I'm just like, if this is the five minute break that I'm taking from work, what am I getting out of this? Um, I love travel, but do I need someone who's in Bali all the time, which yes, I would love to go to Bali someday, but I sort of, I sort of have this fantasy of like how my life would be better in Bali. So maybe I could just follow a broader travel account than always all Bali all the time. And also she has a lot of very skimpy bikini shots of her backside. And can I just follow someone? I, I'm not bothered by that. It doesn't trigger me. It doesn't make me feel like I don't have a good enough derriere or I, you know, I just, I don't know. Do I need to see it? Could there just be another account that is just more about the travel and less about, you know, her backside? Um, am I following five Paris accounts that are all basically identical? And I just don't need that much content in my feed. It's just giving me more content to scroll through until I reach that you you're back to the beginning or whatever happens when you've kind of scrolled through all of the content. If I get to there faster, do I then move on to something else? And yes, I love Paris and I love these types of accounts, but just do I need to be following all five of them? Am I following them because they're following me and I feel guilty unfollowing? And I just thought, you know, I'm at a point in my life when I'm just going to be more mature in my thinking. If these are real relationships, they will be fine. We, if we have a real relationship, it's not based on 
oh, well, follow for follow. You know, you're not following me on Instagram. I'm going to choose that the people that are in my life that I care about are mature enough to not be like, why did you stop following me on Instagram? Um, And you know what? What are the odds that they do not notice that I am following them? Like I'm giving myself way too much importance if I'm like, I don't know what this person's going to think if I unfollow. Okay, they're they're not going to notice. And if they do, then you're like, you know, this was my intention. I just really was trying to say, how how few accounts can I get down to? I just noticed for myself, I was spending too much time on Instagram. That's it. And you make it about yourself. And because it is, it's not a passive aggressive, well, you were really annoying me. You're just like, I just realized I was spending more time on there and I was just mindlessly scrolling because I got used to sort of how bloated all of the followers that I was following had become. So I choose business colleagues that I want to champion and support. Like I thought there are other women that I, maybe their content isn't for me even. I'm not like, oh good, I'm really learning a lot here. Like maybe they really are colleagues or in a different field, but they're friends that I'm like, you guys are the 10 businesses that are my cheerleaders. I'm going to reach out to you on text and support you. I'm going to like and comment and engage in your content because I want to support your business. I'm going to choose businesses where I'm inspired by how they post rather than feeling discouraged. Because as an entrepreneur, it can be easy to look at other people and go, oh, why am I not doing that? Oh, she did better than than me on that. She probably has a team doing that. I wish I had that production value or whatever. That I thought if I'm following someone that is like that, I'm going to make sure that my mindset is, oh, that's a good idea. Oh, okay, maybe we could do that. And if they're making me feel lesser than, I'm going to unfollow and I'm going to go, you know, follow someone else. And I'll go through uh, through phases where I'll say, you know, I'm really, I'm curious about how people are using this feature or how this type of person is using it. So I'm going to go follow some accounts for a while. And then if I kind of feel like I got enough inspiration and now it's like, you know what, you're in creation mode over here. You don't need to be constantly inspired by this. I'm going to unfollow. And I realized just like, I can, un- I can follow and unfollow. I can do this so easily. It doesn't have to be this, oh, if, if, I, if I unfollow this person, I'm going to forget about them. Well, if you do, then they probably weren't that influential in your life to begin with. But if there's someone that you think of, you're, you're going to go back in another season. So I had 300-ish people I was following and I'm down to almost half. And it's as though Instagram was like, knew I was going to do this podcast. I was like, you know what we're going to do, Hillary? We're going to roll out an extra little feature for you that's going to be helpful to this. So all of a sudden, I opened up my phone the other day and on my list of who I'm following, it shows who are the people I've engaged with the least and who have I engaged with the most. Now, it's a little bit, I would still say for me, I'm glad that I went through person by person. That didn't really teach me a whole lot, to be honest, but it might be an easy place for you to start. For me, the people I engaged with the least are simply my friends that don't post very often. And it, I might still want to be following them, but they post once a week. And the ones that I engage with the most are the most active accounts. So that wasn't necessarily a barometer, but it did maybe help me say, let me look at these least or any of these people, just folks that are flat out not on here. And then I was able to say, you know what? This friend hasn't posted in four months. I'm going to go ahead and unfollow. Like just to, again, for me mentally to try to get that number down, you might not care. And the people that were the most, I just thought, okay, is this the kind of content that I want? If it's someone that I was sort of like, no, 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 I'm a little wishy-washy on it. And I see them all the time. Maybe that would help give me a little bit of clarity. And if I found that I was afraid to lose someone or something, like I kind of realized, oh, I started following this person because 
I thought maybe I would go visit that salon or maybe I would buy that program or maybe I would be interested in that topic. I can save that in a collection to say, I can come back to this. I don't have to have that fear that once I unfollow, I've lost mentally that person or how to spell their name. And what you keep doesn't have to be lofty. It doesn't have to be, these were the 10 most inspirational, you know, highfalutin accounts that I follow. I follow people that just make me laugh. It's humor. That inspire me. They're uplifting. They're encouraging. Beauty, travel, happy feeds, uh, people walking through hard things gracefully. I think the real question for me is why are you on Instagram? As far as what you're consuming, what are you looking for? How do you want to feel? And that can be different for all of us, but I've never heard someone challenge me in that thinking before and ask me, are you really thinking about the time that you're on there and being intentional about it? And might that be the in-between that right now we, we are saying, I love it, I'm addicted, I'm obsessed, I spend so much time, I would be so sad if I wasn't on there, I'd feel like I was missing out. And simultaneously, it makes me feel like I'm missing out and like I don't have enough in comparison and like I'm seeing everyone's highlight reel. And okay, if both of those things are true, then where can we meet in the middle and say, I don't want to be a victim of this. I don't want to feel like there's not another option. But I've just never heard anybody talk about another option until I heard this episode of the You're Welcome podcast. And I thought, let me just do a refresh. If I started from scratch today, who would I choose to follow? And what am I getting out of this? There's no guilty follows. There's no, you know, I think you're more mature than doing like a hate follow. But, you know, no one that you're like, I feel badly that I am, that this person makes me feel competitive. So I'm just going to follow them anyways and be like, well, that's silly. You feel that way. And I'm going to try to pretend I don't feel that way. Like you really start to notice those little thoughts or you really dive into, I mean, this person's content is fine. There is nothing wrong with it. I love what she's up to in the world. I would click on their profile and look at their last five posts. And I would say, are any of these visually would I have liked them? Was I getting something out of either the image or the caption? And sometimes I realized, oh, there was an account that every once in a while has a beautiful sketch or something, but that's pretty few and far between. Actually, I think they tend to do a lot of, I don't know, gray beige walls, whatever. And so I'm just, I'm just scrolling. I'm just not really getting anything out of it. And for every account that I do that with, then I train myself a little bit more to just kind of skim over the stuff that's there. Now, if you are a business owner, as an aside, and you're thinking, oh my gosh, Hillary, stop. Don't tell them to unsubscribe. Don't tell them to unfollow me. I want those followers. I want that engagement. I would encourage you to join me in really trying to choose this royal mindset of confidence. That if I really have confidence in who I am and the fact that I have a purpose on this earth, and that a few people who unsubscribe, unfollow from my Instagram are not going to be the reason I didn't live up to my destiny. They aren't going to be the reason that I can't keep my business afloat. That I'm really going to tell myself the people who are blessed by my words or wisdom or teaching or product, the people I can help, the people who want what I have to offer, the people that are delighted by what I have to offer, those people will be there. But if they're following and yet just scrolling past, they're, 
the padded bra that I talk about, that like a padded bra can look fancy, but it doesn't change reality. If you just have extra Instagram followers, but they're not engaging with your content, that doesn't do anything to benefit your business. So no one should feel panicked by, oh my gosh, but what if I lost followers? No one's going to leave relationship with you if they actually are really enjoying what you're doing. And no one's going to buy from you if they don't really enjoy what you're doing. So it actually doesn't change the reality. It just might make you feel a little more naked almost of what if my following got a little bit smaller. But what really matters are these connections. And you know that if you've been a business student of mine or if you've taken my Instagram with intention. But for all of us, business owners and non, I also really want to champion us to show love on Instagram. This is something I have challenged myself for the last couple of years to realize I am a business owner on there. And I am, you know, it, it is as much as I say, let's choose this mindset. It is very challenging. We talk about it in my Instagram class. It is really challenging to that there is this ability that we can see how many likes and comments and we can we can get that immediate feedback that traditionally wouldn't happen. You know, you write a book and it can take it can be a really slow journey to how many book sales do you end up having? And it is a newer phenomenon that we get this instant feedback. I just created this thing for the last hour and I put it out and within 20 minutes I can see that I posted it at a poor time or it wasn't responded to well and the engagement isn't there and that that is a very mentally challenging space to be in to constantly be getting that feedback and what can feel like that rejection and that judgment. It is very similar to my last life as a musical theater performer in going on auditions, but it's like if you just did that every single day nonstop and you were getting so much constant feedback. So I realized if I deeply appreciate getting likes and comments and engagement, then I need to make sure that I am giving 10 times what I am asking for. And I did the same thing on the podcast. Before I launched my podcast and ever asked for a review, I made sure to go through every single account, every single podcast that I was following and go over and leave a review because I realized I hadn't done that. And I thought I, I can't in integrity go ask people to support me if I'm not supporting the creators that I am blessed by and benefiting from. So really, let's also take this opportunity to see that people are pouring hours into free content and inspiration for you. Yes, it is their business and we all need a business to buy groceries and put a roof over our head, but there is also so much giving and goodness and kindness and generosity that goes into that that we wouldn't begrudge someone for the fact that they can't do all of that and hold down some other full-time job. This is a job. And also to say in the same way, like I feel if you are at a sports event, a, a you know, football game or a basketball game, if you are at a live theater performance, you stay till the end and you cheer loudly and you stand up at the end. Like I do feel there's a reciprocal nature that if I, yes, I have paid for this ticket to this football game, but if my team starts losing, like I also, it's not purely transactional that I'm like, oh, well, you guys disappointed me. I didn't really like this one, so I'm going to leave. I'm like, no, I'm going to stay because you're still playing the game. Like you're still on the field. If you are 
you know, a performer up on stage, like I'm going to laugh, I'm going to clap, I'm going to lean in because I've been that performer on the stage. And I know that, you know, you're grateful for your job. You know, it's a wonderful thing you get to do. But gosh, it makes a difference when you're doing eight shows a week, when you have somebody in the front row that's smiling back at you, when you have that person that's lit up, when you have an audience that's just loving it, it makes such a difference. So I, as a general creator and performer, really try as the audience and as the consumer to give exactly what I would want on the other side. So I encourage you, something I've been doing for a lot longer, is to really note that I, you know, I if I like something, I actually like it. I will leave a quick, quick comment. It can literally be a heart emoji. It can be, you know, a quick phrase, so beautiful. But I will leave comments. I will like. It is like putting money in the tip jar. And I think a lot of times what happens on Instagram is we feel like, well, that person has a lot of followers. They don't need, you know, one more from me. And I heard my friend Allison uh, Faulkner say, that's the same thing as saying that your vote doesn't count when it comes to elections here in the U.S., that we end up with a lot of people who feel like, well, whatever, my vote doesn't matter. And those of us that are more politically active are like, no, let's go back and remember that people fought to have this right to vote. And it does matter. And that that there is still something to say. I'm a part of the society and I'm going to actually show up and have my voice be heard. It's the same thing as rather than being like, whatever, they have enough likes and follows. Yeah, but that is one more, you know, vote of, hey, thank you for this. Like be as generous as they are being back and don't be swayed by, oh, they have a lot of followers. They probably don't need me. They need you just as much. You know, Beyonce is going to have somebody in the front row that totally made her night in the same way that the kid in the high school production is. You know, they they both are up there bearing their hearts and they both are blessed by the person in the front row, even if there's 20 people in the audience or 20,000. So I really challenge myself to when I like something, make sure that I actually liked it to slow down and do that. And to really now, in addition to that, notice when I scroll. Am I just skimming? (laughs) Am I just scanning? And I'm not perfect at this. There are still times where it's like, yeah, I am just, I don't know, I'm tired. I'm taking a break. I sort of just, I don't really, you know, it's kind of like what I talked about last week with the schedule. I'm not always perfect at it, but I am more mindful and more intentional to challenge myself that if there's a quote, to read the quote. If there is a caption, to read the caption to actually watch what people are posting in stories. And I find that I'm receiving more depth from the content because people are putting out great, beautiful, brilliant content and I'm just scrolling past it. And then, no, I'm not getting that spiritual insight or I'm I'm not really shifting my mental health or my business approach. I'm just sort of doing a quick scan and be like, yeah, yeah, I got that and move on rather than I'm actually going to read this quote. I'm going to read this caption. I'm going to pause here for a minute. I'm going to think about that topic. I'm going to think about how I can take action. I'm going to reply back. I'm going to DM them. I'm going to have more of a connection there. Someone said recently, you know, Instagram isn't the problem. It just reveals our problems. It simply amplifies what's already happening. If we are looking for numbing distractions, it just amplifies that that's what you want to do and you'd be playing a game, you know, instead. If you are feeling insecure and struggling with comparison, 
That's not happening because of Instagram. It's just more amplified on Instagram. So actually, if you want to become healthier, noticing what is coming up for me here. And some of it simply may be that there just is a lot of clutter. You just, like anything in life, we just need to go through a spring cleaning. You just bought more clothes over time and every once in a while, you need to take my ribbon and record method and just clear a little bit of that. We talked last week about sometimes our schedule just gets too full. We talked about this in essentialism. We just add too many good things to our life. And then we wonder, why am I not happier? Why am I not fulfilled? Why am I not feeling more spacious? And I think this is just one more area where we can pay attention to that. I had one friend say, it's not who I'm following that's the problem. It's who I go and look at that I'm not following but I've typed them into my search bar and now I basically have a second feed because here's all these people that I go look at that I do feel jealous of or they are my ex or they are the girl that my ex is dating or whatever. I mean, this is another soapbox, but I I don't do that. And I'm just going to be real honest. There are so many things that I'm not good at in this world. I don't do that. I know that that is only going to make me feel worse. If I want to go look at an ex or an old friend, I tell myself before I do that I'm going to be okay if it looks like they are doing great. Because very rarely are people actually posting about how bad they're doing, right? And if they actually post that something horrible has happened to them, you don't feel schadenfreude over that. You're not like, oh, good. I'm so glad they got in this horrible car accident. No, you're like, oh, well, I mean, I don't I don't want bad things to happen for them. So you really slow down into that mindfulness of what am I getting out of this? And you deal with that. Now, of course, if you can't, yes, it's healthier to get off. Like, you know, to stop buying the cookies so that you don't just keep binging cookies, that is a great and wise first step. But it is not the same as actually having a healthy mindset to desire moderation. And I think it's it's acknowledging for ourselves there is a deeper level. I'm going to be honest about where I'm at. And sometimes if I really have a strong sugar craving and I've really been overeating, then I am being wise and mature by just not buying the cookies. But I'm also not going to lie to myself that that's the end of it. I know that there's a deeper thing and that not everyone struggles with this, this level of sugar craving. I know there are people that can have their cookies in there, and that is a different mindset, and that's the next place that I want to go to. So sometimes being off or not following can be step one, but I think that for me, I'm really interested in this mindfulness of how can Instagram bless me if I notice that I ever am buying into those stories or complaining about it, and today it's Instagram, tomorrow it's going to be something else in your life. But I just notice this theme frequently enough that the next time you see an article or you hear someone complaining or you find yourself saying it or you hear it in that sermon illustration, whatever, be like, I'm not buying into that anymore. I actually am empowered. And if this isn't making me happy, then I can shift that. I'm not a victim and it doesn't have to be all or nothing. It doesn't have to be that I am on here all the time and I feel badly about myself or I give it up for a full month and I feel better, but it's like a drug and I can't I can't get away. Here at the You're Welcome podcast and as part of the Dean Street Society tribe, we are working on being mentally and emotionally healthier. And I think based on the statistics of how much we are on Instagram, it is a great practical first place for us to start and do a little bit of investigation and really reclaim back 
that there is so much beauty and joy and connection and inspiration over there. And we're allowing ourselves to have that stolen, to have that joy stolen when we just get a little unintentional and a little distracted and we let some of those other little things creep in as we could with anything in our life. So I've been doing this for maybe about a month now. And again, I am far from perfect, but I am really enjoying it. And it does make me feel like I am being more mindful of my time. Again, I'm not perfect. And I give myself times where I'm just like, whatever, I'm just on here to scroll. But I really am paying better attention. And I'm finding that I'm getting more richness and depth out of it. So I would love to hear from you if you are going to try this or if you do try this, if you will screenshot this episode and share it in your Instagram stories and do the you know mindful Instagram challenge, the skinny Instagram challenge, whatever it is that resonates with you and tag me. And if you are an entrepreneur, I've got real ways for you to grow and safeguard your business. I am teaching uh, workshops for the remainder of the month. I will put those links in the description below. But if you at all feel panicked about people unfollowing, I promise there is more depth that I can share with you about really truly how to build a wise and safe business. But in the meantime, I am so grateful for all of you and for this community, every single one of you that likes photos, leaves comments, watches stories, replies to Q&As, replies to DMs, uh, listens to the podcast, reviews the podcast. I'm so grateful for this community. I'm very honored to be a part of your life. I know that there is anyone that you could be spending your time with, building a relationship, consuming, and I feel incredibly honored and I don't take it lightly that you do spend your time with me here and your time over on Instagram. And I hope that we can go even deeper in that relationship this year and beyond together. So I will see you next Wednesday with my last episode from Home Sweet Brooklyn for a bit. And I will share more about that next week with Grace and Gumption. Oh, wait. One more thing. Don't miss this. Before you go, love. P.S. Something I'm loving lately is once I got on the clutter clearing train on Instagram, which... Again, I just, I know I already said this in the episode, but I just really want to be clear. It's not that I'm saying any people are clutter. I'm not saying they're cluttering your life. I'm not saying they're content. You know what I mean? I just really want to be clear that this is not about saying that anything is not good. It is just about focusing on the best. It's being an essentialist about your Instagram, guys. And I not only took that to my Instagram, but then I just, the momentum was going and flowing and I went over to the rest of my phone and I purged my apps. I found so many apps that I was like, I don't even remember what this is. I don't use this. There's multiple apps here for multiple purposes. I couldn't do it all in one setting. I haven't finished going all the way through it. There's some that was like, eh, I got to figure out the login for this or I got to explore this. I think maybe I do kind of want to use this, but I went through and pared those down. I changed the background of my app screen to just plain white. So I have you know, wedding photo of Jeremy and I when you first go on my lock screen. But then I had another photo of us and I realized just that little difference of having a clean white screen, oh, it was just like a visual reset. It was just like painting the walls of your house white, you know? It was just like getting a facial and kind of clearing everything off. Um, and so then right on the front screen, I have my morning apps. So I mentioned some of those in last week's episode and some of you asked a little bit more about that where I said that I am sort of breaking my morning Instagram addiction with some of these other apps. And then I have my other times when I'm on Instagram. And guys, I, like I said, I am on Instagram often. Partially that is creating content for my business and engaging 
with y'all. But I also just genuinely do love the app and I get a lot out of it and it is joy and connection for me. So just because I'm not using it in the morning doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. I just realized it was such a time suck for me when it would be first thing in the morning because I'm waking up, my willpower hasn't quite kicked in and it would just be so easy for me to go, whoa, where did 30 minutes go? Where did 45 minutes go? I just didn't have the same intention as like once I'm up and moving and then I sit back down two hours later and I go on Instagram and now it's like, okay, what do we want to do on here? (laughs) What are we trying to accomplish? So a couple of the things that I replace that with in the morning, there are two brain brain training apps. My girlfriend, Laura, told me about this one called Peak. Uh, I'll link all of these below. And um, I I just use the free version. I haven't paid for that. And then I found a new one called Luminosity that I'm actually liking better. And what I like about both of them, I haven't done the paid version on either yet. And there's only a few uh, games on there. So you can only be on there for so long. But it just feels like it's kind of mindless, but then it also feels like you're doing something wise for your brain. She said that she does it on the train every morning. I was asking my girlfriends, what do you guys do on the train? Like, I don't have a a commute. I'm curious what everyone else does during that time. And she said, oh, I play these brain training apps and you can kind of like compete against yourself. So I do that. Uh, There's an app called Tiny Beans that my sister uploads photos of my niece and nephew to. It's basically like Instagram, but if you just want to baby spam kid spam exclusively for your family, for maybe like grandparents that aren't on Instagram and things like that. Like my dad is not on Instagram, but he gets the email every day from Tiny Beans. So every day he sees photos of my niece and nephew. It's really cute. Also, fun fact, when I screenshotted my apps, once I'd cleared them up and I did that white background, somebody texted and was like, oh, honey, you're pregnant. Congrats. I saw your Tiny Beans app. And I was like, oh, yeah, you didn't really look up what that is, it's actually just like photo sharing for families. So anyways, that poor girl will probably be stalking my my page being like, gosh, why is her bump not showing yet? Um, I have two apps for uh, Christian devotionals. I mentioned one last week. It's called Jesus Calling. It is, I want to say it's like $10, which is a lot in my mind for an app, but it just is, it's short, it's concise. It just is always something about kind of like rest and peace and Therefore, every single day, it feels applicable as opposed to, oh, now we're in the this Old Testament book and we're hearing this other story. So my girlfriend, Georgia, recommended it and I really liked it. I also have one called She Reads Truth that I have not used as much, but just another one that I might recommend in that category. I have a, uh, the Calm app is what I use for meditation. If I do that, I have another one that's called Abide that I've only played with a little bit. It's Christian meditation. I'd like to explore that a little bit more. Haven't done that a ton. And finally, there's one called The Tapping Solution. Most of these are ones I've just briefly played with because I haven't ever really had that morning routine until a few weeks ago. So now I'm just folding those in. And some of you had asked if you were looking for other morning things. I would love to hear what your things are. If you will screenshot what your home screen looks like or what your folder of morning things is and share that on Instagram stories and tag me, I would love to see if there are other resources out there that are popular and that you guys are appreciating. And if so, I will share that with everyone here. All right, guys, thank you so much for spending time with me today. I cannot wait to go spend more time with you over on Instagram with intention. I'll see you there. Till next Wednesday.